heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Welcome aboard, my fellow Americans. Malcolm at eight. It is indeed the voice of a nation. There's a lot of strange, suspicious things going on in the neighborhood. I don't know if you've been following some of that or paying attention, but we're going to hit some high points today for sure. It's an interesting day. Uh, There's a lot of fascinating things happening. We're going to do a little dot connecting today, friends, so you'll want to stay with me and put on a double seatbelt if you need to. But uh, here's the deal. Tens of millions of Americans have become very suspicious of their government. Well, they no longer trust the government. And they also know that the FBI, the CIA, the NIH, the DHS, the IRS, you name them, that these institutions are not behaving in their best interest. I don't know anybody who thinks they are. All of this creates chatter at the water cooler. Now, it's not just one thing or two things or three things, but it's in a whole assortment of things that raise suspicions of what's exactly going on. Now, listen, I, I you know me well enough to know that I don't play in theories, never have. I like to cross the T's and dot the I's. Like to make sure but you know, friends, you don't need to make stuff up today. <laughs> there are so many strange things happening. There's no reason to be making things up. It's all right out, exposed in the sunlight. And that is that could be a good thing. I guess we know it's coming. Surely makes for some uh, nerve-wracking times for many people. One of the oddities we've been getting in the last uh, couple of days here now, I've gotten in a handful of reports, five or six reports have come into the network here. And you may have heard some of this, I don't know. But there are reports of unusual military activity, uh, unusually so, in civilian areas in a lot of different states and cities. And people are questioning why. Now, ordinarily, you might not make this a big focus. But when you start to stack the deck in the way that we'll do today, and that many of you are already thinking, you, you begin to question things. And again, with the opening statement I make about government, who trusts the government anymore? I don't think the left or the right trust the government, frankly. I don't think liberals or conservatives do. So what's all this sudden military activity happening on U.S. soil? What's, what's up with it? Are, we don't know. Are they drills? What's what's taking place? You know, none of this is again. It's not being reported in legacy media, to be sure. But then again, the legacy media doesn't even report what's happening on the United States southern border. So, does that surprise anybody? I mean, is that where you expect to find any semblance of truth? 
They're in denial on all kinds of things. It's a long list, people. It's a long list. So this activity, is something bigger taking place or what's the reason for this position and some sort of training happening? Are they in position for something else that might happen? I don't really know. But it is suspicious, isn't it? Makes you a little weary. We'll put that aside just a moment here, okay? Then you see, I don't know if you've seen these reports uh, in regards to Donald Trump and the indictment. Now, this was interesting. When this first happened and we got word of it, I what I was hearing from many of the legal experts at this, this thing, this trial date for the indictment uh, with the judge there would be in probably the earliest, would have been early 2024, right when the primaries were happening, uh, right when debates were going on, that sort of thing. And there was a little pushback for that, being that he is a candidate that he is, that what's up with that, you know? And then there were other reports that it wouldn't be till 2025. You'll see, you'll look it up. You'll you'll see what I mean when you search all for this. You'll see that that was the speculation from legal experts somewhere between early 2024 and 2025. And again, the message was that these kinds of things don't move quickly. You know, justice doesn't move quickly, doesn't move uh, at the speed of what some people would like. We also know justice isn't blind. That is just a uh, a joke. It's a bad joke, in fact, on the American people. That joke has never been more clear today in the history of our country than it is right at this moment. Lady Justice know, knows exactly who she's gone after and why. No doubt about it. I don't say that to be a smart guy. I just say it because it's the truth. It's the facts. So this case, this uh, judge, the U.S. District Court Judge Eileen Cannon, uh, who I understand was an appointee as well, uh, if that means anything. And you really don't know today, you know, when you follow the bouncing balls. In other words, it's such a gray area. I think you would agree with me with Republicans and Democrats. And you don't really know who's in the soup and who's not in the soup. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to say. I mean, you know, pundits will say, well, but that was a Trump appointee. said uh, said like that's, you know, a good thing. And you would think maybe it might be. But then again, none of this should matter. And I was saying to, in fact, a colleague just this morning, it really shouldn't even matter if you really think about justice. Think about how crazy this is. The fact that you have to ask, you know, who appointed the judge or what it is. You know, judge, you know, we, we kid, you know, it's all it's all ridiculous. We kid ourselves. People run around and, and people believe this still. Justice is blind. You, you hear all the legal experts still. They still believe in this system here. That is so far gone and so far rotten from the inside out. And yet then you have to ask who the appointees are and what's their ideology. Now, why would you have to do that if justice was indeed blind? It's obvious justice isn't blind, which is why they always ask what the ideology is, who the appointee was, where the judge comes from, because bias always sets in. We kid ourselves as Americans thinking we have some sort of a superior justice system. Our justice system in this country is no better than a third world banana republic, and everybody knows it. It's just the laughing stock around the world that we believe our own smell somehow, and somehow it's superior 
to everybody else's. Like the great Lupin of legal justice systems. Give me a break. So this uh, trial date has supposedly been moved up till August 14, 2023. Right in that range there is what they're saying here. Now, why would that be? That would be, and as also these experts are saying, that's a head-turning, speedy trial if there ever was one. So now you think about that a moment and you wonder, what's behind all of that? Well, part of what I might suggest to you is this. I think if you want to get Trump out of the picture, and clearly they do, he is a massive threat to the system. They know full well if he gets any power under his thumb, he, he's going to wield that power. They know They know what's coming. They know. Again, and I th Trump has actually made statements to that point. You know, whether he should or shouldn't is another story, but he's made statements to that point. There will be a price to pay for some of this. Payback is hell, isn't it? Of course, it's not supposed to work that way, but none of this was supposed to work that way, people. Either was the Durham report and the Mueller report and all the crookedness and the rush was never, none of it was supposed to work that way. Multiple wrongs don't make a right, but <laughs> the way this game is being played between the left and the right, <laughs> you have to question, don't you? You sure do. So that's another oddity with the fact that this trial date has been moved up now to August. Is, is the point to get Trump out of there? Like, in other words, don't get him in deep into the primaries and into the debates and that sort of thing. And, you know, for the first time, I would have never said to you before now that I thought they were really going to get Trump. Back to, you know, Alan Dershowitz's book, Get Trump, right? I mean, not to promote that, but boy, they've been after this right from the get-go. And, and I really didn't think I'd ever see the day, but, you know, I have to tell you, I see the reality now. This man may very well end up in, or in an orange jumpsuit. He may very well end up in, in a prison. Now, many of you don't want to hear that, but you start to look at this evidence I'm putting out here, and uh, it is very suspicious, the speedy trial sort of thing, and why the rush, you know, it, it, it is very questionable where this is going. So put that aside just a moment, if you would. Now let's talk a minute about our adversaries, our enemies. They smell weakness in the water. They smell weakness in the United States government. You know, many people edge Vladimir Putin on, as the left has done very successfully with this whole Russia-Ukraine thing and the military-industrial complex, which is fat and happy. They're all making money off of this thing. And they call Putin deranged, a bit psychotic, out of his mind. And then they edge him on with uh, NATO equipment and all of this through Ukraine and say, well, the guy's a madman. And now he's been talking a lot more in his vocabulary about uh, a nuclear hit somewhere or doing something. It's like, you know, when you have uh, uh, an injured animal cornered, what does the in injured animal do? We all know what that reaction is, what the injured animal does. But yet they continue to edge this guy on. It's almost laughable, but it's not. It's sad, actually. We've created this whole despicable relationship with Russia. This is uh, false to me, as far as I'm concerned, it falls on the responsibility of the United States government. 
and the left side of this government, specifically with the Russia, Russia, Russia. They made a mockery out of the whole thing, taking a, a world leader and just crushing the whole thing and driving them into the arms of a lover, China. As you see with Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, that relationship is compliments of the United States government, to be sure. And then you see the trip to Xi Jinping with Anthony Blinken there. That trip there and down on one knee, kissing their asses three ways to Sunday, which is exactly what the Chinese look for. The Chinese are no fools. They surely know how to play the long game. Right now, I think they're getting ready for a shorter game right now. This whole conversation of Taiwan is nauseating as well. You know, we 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 accept the you know one, one country, one rule, one thing, whatever. But then we want to arm them and do all of this. It's like arming your stepchild or crooked uncle or something. And then China says back, "Well, we're going to put missiles and stuff in Cuba." Then what the hell? If you can do Taiwan, we'll do Cuba. We're back to the Bay of Pigs again, are we? But that's exactly what's happening there. So, you know, and, and that's there's so much happening on the world stage, which is not the focus of this broadcast, but Iran is on the doorstep of a nuclear weapon. There's no doubt about that, people. Don't discount that for a second. Israel is well aware of that. That's all a very heightened awareness, what's happening. I've been speaking to experts out there, what's taking place. That could go off any day. You could take a look. You may wake up and find the news bulletin is what it is on any given day. And then you see today the John Durham testimony in congressional hearings. This was the biggest vomit barf bag uh, attraction I've seen in some time. I had it on as I was washing and working in the backdrop. I had to know what they were doing, the left and the right on this thing. And you know, what amazes me with this is, uh, you know, without boring you and Wasting your time, my fellow Americans. I think everybody's aware of what the John Durham and, and the Mueller, Robert Mueller deal was. We understand what the Russia-Russia collusion was. We understand what peeing on the the, the, the prostitutes at a Moscow hotel was all about. We understand the Christopher Steele and the dossier and the FISA court and the FBI and the DOJ and the CIA. We understand that whole story. We got that down. We, we know what the facts are. We got it all down. We're not going to rehash it here. Right? And then you see John Durham up there talking about what a disgrace this was and the crookedness and corruptness and trying to be as pleasant and politically correct as he possibly could without. And the guy was, you just could see it there. He was melting in his chair thinking, what a bunch of buffoons these people are. Speaking of Congress, obviously, this is the most dysfunctional group of people on the planet. The United States Congress, they're a laughing stock. If that's an example of we the people, ah, sad, disgusting. And you see him up there, he doesn't know what to make of the scene. I mean, it's totally out of control. And you know, people, I'll tell you, every time a Democrat came up, they just, no matter what the evidence shows, no matter what it is, they continue to double down and they deflect. They pivot. They every every one of them. They pivot. They double down. Pivot. Turn. Pivot. Double down. Turn. Pivot. Double down. Never ever would they. I mean, we'd have fallen all fallen on the floor today if they'd come out and say, you know, we really screwed up here. You have our apologies. 
it won't happen again. <laughs> right, right. But no, they pivot, double down, and continue on with the lies. And you can see it just as they spew it. And Jim Jordan, the chairman, you know, he's he's a dynamic voice. He's a good voice. I, You know, we, we like what Jordan represents. But, you know, I have to tell you, you have to fight evil right in the face with evil. You're this whole fight of good and evil and what we're doing. Republicans acquiesce all the time. So I think they do see do around the whole deal. They like square dance with the with the truth, you know. But they never really go for the kill, do they? You think if this script was flipped, that it wouldn't be reversed? No one has ever been held accountable. There is no justice out of any of this. Nothing has ever, ever been held. There's no accountability. Nobody has been held accountable for that entire ordeal. And it's as corrupt as the day is long. The entire affair was, but the agencies themselves are corrupt to the soul. And this is what's running the empire here. How else do you say that? How? There is no other way to say it. So that's that's the Durham thing. It is, it is sicker beyond sick. And yet they continue the game. These politicians and these bureaucrats on the left... And these agencies, they need to be put out of their misery. They need to be addressed up front and center. And then you see the latest comments from this uh, Soros dude who is uh, one of Satan's disciples, George Soros, who now has got an offspring, one of his offspring, the younger one, the 37-year-old Alexander. Open Society Foundations. Got another $25 billion plus, plus, plus in his pocket, ready to spend. He says, hey, I'm way more political than dad, than my radical dad, for sure. He says, as much as I would love to get money out of politics, as long as the other side is doing it, we will have to do it too. Talking about his leftism, progressivism, Marxism, communism. And then he talks about uh, hitting back conservatives, hitting against conservatives, hitting against Christians. Makes this is his language and pushing back and referencing to some things about the internet. And people are referencing what does he have in mind with the internet exactly? He made some strong comments about getting conservatives off the internet. This is the guy with the money. These are the same people who put all the crooked DAs in America's cities as running crime rampant. This is the same people that have destroyed the quality of life in many of America's great cities that are now trash cesspools you know so you have all of this internet business and threats coming from somebody like this and then the other thing i've had a sinking feeling i want to share with you today that uh is personal a bit but i think we need to make it public as well and that is that uh you know i've had a sinking feeling that the other shoe is about to drop in our country it could be i don't which shoe there's a lot of shoes here people it's a closet full of shoes and they all smell badly to be sure you know but you know with all of this happening you got to remember sun Tzu and his sensibility when it comes to warfare uh the mission there he always says is when your enemy is down and at its weakest point that is to make the kill 
Right now, we all have to agree that America is at its weakest point that it's ever been in our lifetimes. Everybody knows it. The left, the right, and the communists know it. Everybody knows it. We're at our weakest point in history. We just came through a three-year episodic deal with the COVID stuff. We see what happened there. We see where we're at today. We see what leaving billions of dollars of American equipment in the Afghanistan deserts near China, what that did for us. We see what's happening with all the foreign policy that's taking place and where we sit right now. We see what's happening with Armin, 87,000 IRS agents. We see now with the stories I start at the top with uh, supposedly military training or something happening in America's cities. Don't know what it is, people. I can't speculate. I don't know. But it surely smells, doesn't it? And now you start to do all of this add up. And I have to tell you, the other thing that is uh, fearful to me is is back to Sun Tzu I reference and hidden uh, the adversary, the enemy, when they're down. You know, our enemy knows we're wounded that now. we have. There's an administration that is incapable of making any rational decisions. They have a, a cabal of people that are running the United States government. It isn't the leader of the free world as we would know it, as we've known it before. That's not what we're dealing with now. We're dealing with a cabal of communists or Marxists that have been put into powerful positions. That's not a theory. That's not a, I'm not just ranting. That's not a, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's truth. It's truth. It's truth. It's been building for a lot of years. This is why all of your government agencies are what they are and why they're out in the way they are. They're not doing things in the best interest for the American people. They are a rogue government and rogue agencies are at the top of the the, the hill too, you know. I So I, I think if you're going to, if, if you know, when you look at all these events and the timing of the Trump indictment and what's taking place there and the elections coming fast in 2024 and the speculation, American suspicions are up. They don't trust the government anymore. People are talking at the water cooler. Things smell a bit bad. They don't really know what's happening, but they know something doesn't feel right. Everybody feels it. They know something's off. Where's the other shoe? What's dropping? And then you look at the adversaries and you look at what else is happening. You see the cyber attacks over the last couple of weeks hitting the government, the government agency. I didn't know where that was going either, but my dander was up. I was watching. I was listening. I was paying attention. But I was hearing all of that. And then I got thinking about our grid again, the electrical grid. I'm thinking about an EMP attack. And, you know, they keep saying, and we everybody knows it. It wouldn't take a hell of a lot to pull this country down, to send us back to the 18th century. Wouldn't take much at all, people. And the problem is we can't, we're not able to cope with the 18th century today. We're not in the 18th century. It's That's not an easy fix. That's not an easy trigger that you can trigger today's society back to that point. That's, that's, a, that's a tall order that isn't going to happen. So we then talk about what that looks like, you see. And yet that information is exposed. It's out there, let alone all the other things that are happening on the border with the terrorists coming in, the Chinese nationals coming in, the open border policies by the millions of people that are now taking hold in American cities. What's that all about? Yeah, and that brings the story right to the head of where I'm at today, friends, you see. So, yeah, this is really concerning. The fact that we've lost trust in the United States government and America's future is lost at this point of time. And, you know, and, and I, I hope that 
we're just ranting here and venting for nothing. I hope we're all so wrong. I hope this is all just nonsense and just a lot of bad things have happened. It's just a bad roll of the die and nothing really else is going on. And we're all safe and secure in the neighborhood. I surely hope that, my fellow Americans, but I don't have a strong sense and feel that pit in my soul does not give bring me to those conclusions. It brings me to different conclusions. What would it take to wake up one day and have nothing left? What would it wake up one day and not be able to connect to anything or turn a light on or not know what's happening? Because you, there is no communications. It doesn't exist. How close are we to those days? And what does that mean, really? So you begin to look at all this and you see uh, it's it's very questionable. And I, I can only say that what does it all mean? What does it mean at the moment? What does it mean? And how do we get our representatives, our the, the we the people, part of the people who get it, who are representing us in Washington, D.C. to understand they're dealing with a with a a horrific situation out there. It's a um, it's it's carnage. The the government is. I'm sad to say they're way down the road now. We've lost uh, what was to be. It's 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 lost at sea, people. This thing has long gone down the road now, and uh, that's where we speak today from. So I take no pleasure in any of this, frankly. But it, I do have a gut wrench uh, in my soul that uh, we're we're headed the wrong direction. There are some bad things at play here. Friends, welcome in again to uh, Malcolm at Eight, the voice of a nation. Uh, this is a conversation that really sucks. Uh, I don't enjoy any part of this, uh, frankly. I find it all so extreme and so hard to rationalize with. But it is time to have some real conversations at the cooler and wake people up to what's transpiring in this nation. There are an awful lot of coincidences, people. And so you then have to do the math. But take a quick pause and I'll be back with a gentleman, talk a little bit more, some experts on these uh, problems we're dealing with in just a moment here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a CofixRx nasal solution cleanse. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X dot Save 20% by using promo code 
out loud at cofixrx.com. America out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. We join you back here as Malcolm Out Loud here on the Voice of a Nation, the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Thank you for joining us on the mission, friends. Uh, we've been leading up and getting to this point in time, and uh, I just, you know, there's so much that weighs heavy on the kind of conversations we're having, but there are a lot of trigger points to this conversation, and there are a lot of hot moments here I want to talk on. I want to dive right now without any more wasting of time. I want to bring on a gentleman who he's been on before with me, but he's incredibly well spoken about the actually he's a great economic guy as well. He understands that's another part of the conversation I didn't even get into is the economic part of this thing, frankly. And that's a whole nother conversation. But it's a gentleman also has created a fantastic uh, documentary film, one of the best I've seen in some time, actually. It's called Grid Down Power Up. If you have not seen this, uh, you really need to see it. It's that simple. Okay. And uh, it's you can get it, the links right at americaoutloud.com, right on your homepage, friends. Just go to the site on the left side bar up at the top there. You'll see the links, grid down, power up. All the links and information is there. Uh, David Tice joins us now. Uh, he's a good economic guy, uh, strategist. Uh, he's um, got a great economic backdrop of all of this stuff. But more than that, he felt in his passion that this film needed to be done. He felt he had to get this message out there. And it was a little strange when he first started talking to me about it. It was hard to make the connection, but then I realized what a patriot he is. And there was something in him, I think, and he'll tell you himself here in a moment, but that really drove him to make this film and to put himself out there in the way he did. But I want to go right for the juggler right now, David, as you're on here listening. I just need to tell you right, right now what's on my heart and that I have a bad sinking feel that I have to say, and I've had it for a while, but it's actually more vibrant today. I've had a feel in this sense for some time. We are going to wake up in this country very soon. It's going to be in our lifetime. And we're going to see that we don't have power. We don't have the ability to connect on the internet. We have no more connections. We can't use our phones. We can't use our email. We can't use anything. We really do become sitting ducks. We've seen what happens before when that happens. Civilization becomes uncivilized immediately. Many people lose their collective mind. Crime rages to the top. Evil surfaces immediately. It becomes a war of survival of this of the likes I hope we don't see. But I have a sense right now with us being at our low point of where America is and a lot of the dot connecting I've done that something doesn't quite feel right to me. I'd like to put you right on the spot and talk about what would it take? Do you have any sense of that as well? And what would it take right now to pull America down at this very moment of time, David? So glad to be with you, Malcolm, and your very intelligent listeners. And I agree with you. I have that sinking feeling about uh, 
immediacy about a severe risk. So my film, Grid Down, Power Up, uh, you can go to the website and watch it for free. And you can obtain a great deal of background, detailed information. And we talk about the fact that if our grid goes down for an extended period of time on a nationwide basis, as many as 90% of Americans might die. And we know that bringing down a power grid is in the war plans of our major adversaries, such as China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran. We have heard that from defectors. We've seen that in defector literature. And therefore, we've seen what the Russians have done to the Ukraine. And in terms of immediacy and kind of that sinking feeling you're having, Mm -hmm. I feel as if uh, Xi at China and the CCP, you know, have declared a people's war against the United States. They did that back in 2019. And I think it's very likely in terms of timing uh, that they're likely to make a move on Taiwan, if not directly against the United States before this next election. And that's why I'm feeling this sense of... Well, let me jump in here. Now, the reason you say before the next election is because you believe this government is at its weakest point. Is that a correct statement or not? Exactly. I mean, I think that's clear to virtually anyone, even that, you know, the most staunch Democrat, you know, when when you think about going to war against China, would you rather have Joe Biden in office or Donald Trump? Right. That's your ass. Uh, now, I got to ask you one other thing. And I, with your experience and your backdrop of, uh, I just want to understand something, David, and your backdrop of studying for this film and the EMP and the potential of that. And, and your film is, it's a vivid and, and riveting film. You really get a sense of um, the ramifications of what we're talking about and the impact of civilization. What would it take? Tell listeners, tell me, please, now, when you talk about China, Russia, any of these adversaries, Iran, any, what would it take for them to do over the over the northern hemisphere here? I mean, all they have to do is do it in the in the hemisphere here in the atmosphere. As I understand it, you tell me, please. And what and how are we in a position to stop that? Or does I mean, how can they pull it off is what I'm asking you? They could certainly pull it off. And in our film, we talk about four attack vectors. One is EMP, an electromagnetic pulse attack, which is a nuclear blast in the atmosphere uh, between 20 kilometers in altitude to 200 kilometers. And it would essentially create these gamma waves that would wipe out electronics uh, in our transformers, in our cell phones, in all our technology equipment. So that's one attack vector that you've been mentioning. A second one is just a physical attack. A third would be a cyber attack. And a fourth would be physical attack. And 60 Minutes ran a story last uh, January and then rerun again in August that you can watch on YouTube. It was about the Metcalf attack, uh, which was outside Silicon Valley. It was a physical attack. So you wouldn't have to go to the great extreme as far as a nuclear blast. And again, this was mentioned in the 60-minute story that if as few as nine critical nodes of substations were taken out, it could knock the grid out due to cascading failure Mm -hmm. for a coast-to-coast blackout. 
Right, right. David, I, I want to ask you, I know you're, you're this is, this project has been very heartfelt to you. I mean, I, I just know this about you. I mean, I know, I know the reason you did it, and I know it's as heartfelt as anything you've ever done in your life. I feel that about it. I know you're up there constantly talking to uh, politicians and uh, congressional people or what have you. What would it take for us right now, please? Let's explain to people. What would it take for us to stop this, to change the trajectory of what could be a horrible outcome? What do we have to do? So what we need, Malcolm, and your listeners in, are incredibly important because you've uh, made a great commercial for my film. And again, we're not charging for it. But if they would tell 10, 20 of their friends, watch the film. And we have an outreach mechanism under the participate tab where you can just a few clicks of your mouse and you can have letters written and make phone calls to your state legislators, your federal legislators, your chairman of your public utility commissions for your state, your board of directors for your public utilities in your state. So what we need to do is we need to take this movie to a movement. This needs to be like Contract with America or the Tea Party movement, where everybody is ticked off enough and we need to create ticked off mama bears and soccer dads such that they say, damn it, we need to fix this because the utilities can fix this. It would cost us less than uh, $100 billion to what's called hardening the grid and to enact uh, strict regulations for cybersecurity uh, protection and for uh, essentially surge arresters to go on the front end of our substations and physical, you know, attack prevention. This is not that complicated. We just have not, you know, possessed the will to do it. And and therefore, that's why we need your listeners to step forward and make this happen. Yeah. And David, you know, when you said the numbers, too, and I think everybody realizes it doesn't even matter if it's 100 billion or 500 billion or trade the way the way Washington spends money, who really cares? And when it comes to this sort of thing, money should be no object to begin with. I mean, I think you agree with that state. Yeah, it doesn't matter. 100%. Yeah, because we're done. If this happens, we're done. I mean, the party is over. I mean, and who knows what happens, but we we sink immediately. We go right down to a, a level playing field to the worst of the worst in the country. Now, are you, is there any movement with you, with people you're talking to in D.C.? I'm talking now strong uh, leadership has there been any conversation with Jim Jordan, with Ron Johnson, with or any of the cats up there, Matt Gates? Any are any of them listening or engaged with you on this project or what it takes yet? Yet, yes or no? Yes, we we are making some progress. I mean, okay. I've uh, started paying an incredibly uh, smart person with experience here, and we are making some midway inroads. But uh, we we need more pressure from mama bears and soccer dads. Right, right, right. I'm just wondering what I can do here. I mean, we're talking, uh, we're right in the process now of scheduling Jim Jordan onto uh, the weekend broadcast. We have Ron Johnson, uh, of course, uh, and we have others that are available uh, to come on as well. And I'm just wondering what we can do to showcase this problem maybe i need to have you on and let them listen to you on the broadcast and then op- i don't know maybe a q a or something you know if 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 you get me to their 
uh, scheduler. I'm in D.C. right now meeting with some powerful people, and I'd love to sit down with them. We provided a eight-minute highlights reel. Everybody is so busy uh, that a lot of times they've got a schedule on their personal calendar two weeks from Thursday to allocate 56 minutes for the film. Right. But this this needs to be watched. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely. Let me endorse that a million percent. It definitely needs to be watch, watched and then some. I mean, I've seen the film. I've watched it through the whole thing twice over. Uh, it is well executed and it is very real. And you put so much effort into this, David. Unbelievable. Now, taking it further, David, stepping back. Now, we talk about a potential of these things happening and it's funny, you know, I, I sent you a message just this morning and said to, you know, I have a sinking feeling about this. And I, I got to do a broadcast today that uh, I would not no ordinarily do because I don't normally do these kinds of things that uh, are based on these fundamentals and this kind of fear. But I had something in me, David, that told me I needed to do this today. I already did. And I sent you the message saying, you know, David's the voice. I got to get in on this talk a little bit here. When you heard the other things I expressed up front, listen, you're you're a you're a student of the political game here. You're a student of the economic game, and you're surely a student now of this electrical conversation we're having in the grid. Um, when I did some of the dot connecting up front, and I talked about these various stories of the Trump indictment case being moved, the John Durham thing and no accountability today, the military equipment of what's going on, the the uh, foreign adversaries, and all that's taking place the. Uh, Give me your thoughts and opinion of that part of the monologue, please. How do you feel about that? As an American, What does that make sense to you, what I'm drawing out here, David? Or what do you think, please? No, I, I heard your uh, soliloquy on that about what's happening with the Trump uh, uh, trial. And that was a surprise to me, but it makes uh, perfect sense. And again, that's why your listeners are so lucky to have you outlining, you know, your instincts for this, because they, they don't want Trump in office. And I have this feeling uh, that something is going to happen where the election will be postponed. Uh, I still think that, uh, again, she made a fairly strong statement only three or four days ago. He's already declared a people's war. Uh, uh, Kyle Bass has talked about the fact that uh, economic data is starting to be, uh, you know, silenced uh, out of China. I think that our China's economy is being transitioned from an industrial economy to a wartime economy. Here we have Joe Biden just comment. Uh, what two or three days ago about how he's no longer in favor of a one China policy. I mean, something and, and, and then the fact that we have all these uh, migrants coming in and Frank Gaffney at uh, who, who does a great podcast uh, yeah, Secure Frank America. Good. Frank is good. Yeah. I think it is. He, yeah. He's talked about the fact there's this belief that as many as potentially 5,000 uh, special forces type single men, you know, with similar backpacks and canteens are being, you know, uh, uh, 
assembled and uh, masqueraded as Venezuelan migrants, hmm. but that they are coming in potentially uh, ready to act as sleeper cells inside the country. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's a very uh, strong potential. And in fact, that's what past warfare has involved. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you see the numbers that have come over the border in the past period of time. The fact that any political party would allow this, David, and the fact that even the Republican establishment, I mean, that they didn't even get louder. I mean, at what point did these people raise their voices and get on the congressional steps and raise holy hell with the system and what the left has done here? Because this is a progressive Marxist agenda that is, uh, I mean, they've they polluted uh, the the the, the seawaters here. And when you look at all the, like you say, all of the terrorist activities, the national, the Chinese nationals, all of the peoples, you're exactly right, that have uh, coming across as something that they're not. And these are all in our cities now. We can't turn the clock back. That's all here already, by the way. And the numbers are huge. So whatever's in being planned is clearly out there already. Now, you just said something that I've heard a few times from people you said you're not sure the election will take place. Others are saying that as well. I've not said that myself because I, it's such a stretch to even put your mind around that, that that would happen. But you you feel, you feel have a gut feeling about that, I'm guessing, huh? Yes, I really do. And it certainly is conjecture, but uh, it could certainly happen. Right, right. Yeah. And then did you see these comments in the last few days from Democrat uh, Stacey Plaskett saying Trump needs to be shot? I missed that one. But uh, we, oh, yeah, we, that's we, uh, she stumbled. She was in a TV interview that talked about the mishandling of the classified documents, said he needs to be shot. This is the Democrat uh, uh, lay, uh, Congress. You believe that? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, she said it. And but that just puts it out there. Uh, and that some deranged lunatic may very well already be thinking about that. And it's a wonder they haven't. I mean, they've done every. Listen, David, I mean, you have to admit this one individual is such a threat to the system. They've done everything to him but shoot him at this point. They've done everything to him 10 times over but shoot him. I mean, is that correct? That's exactly right. I mean, it's sick. Exactly right. Why is he such a threat to them, you think? Well, uh, He's obviously had some success. He's obviously uh, talking America first. Uh, American people are believing in him. Uh, I believe he won the election and had it stolen from him. Uh, he was trying to bring down the deep state. And he, he there, therefore, uh, the adversaries want to play whatever card, no, no matter how criminal and illegal it is in order to prevent him from uh, being in power again. Yeah, yeah. And and that that is exactly the case. All right. Um, David, uh, stay close by. I'm going to um, definitely got to get you back in into the mix here on all of these uh, pieces of the story. I'm going to be driving people to the film uh, to be sure. And I mean, it's right up there in the top left sidebar of AmericaOutloud.com now. Um, we'll be talking, you and I, and a lot more of this. Um, David Teich, thank you for joining me here on The Voice of a Nation, brother. Really a pleasure to be with you and your listeners. And, and again, just w- watch the film, uh, participate, 
send your letters and make your phone calls and then tell your friends. Amen. Thanks we again. Will, we will do all of that. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much. Okay. I was David Teich there and what a, what a enormous lift he has. Let me bring on uh, St Dr. Steve Latula appears with me in the backdrop here. And uh, Steve, I want to cut right to it now. Um, Dave Teich, you see why I, I didn't know what he was going to say because none of this is rehearsed, but I knew he was a voice I needed to get in the mix today. Um, you see why I needed him on the broadcast. Oh, absolutely. I, I loved his message, and um, he, he's one of us. He's a patriot. He's one of us. He's a patriot. God love him. And I, again, I did not, I didn't know what he was going to say specifically. I, I, sent, I swear to you, I sent him a message earlier. I said, I have a bad feeling, David. I know he's a strong voice with this EMP on the electrical grid, and I just felt somebody that had his experience needed to talk to the American people and uh, bring fruition to what we're talking about. But he hit on some very interesting points as well, Steve, talking about our foreign adversaries. He mentioned to me and sent me a message earlier today about Taiwan and China, very concerned with Xi Jinping and what he's up to. Of course, he knows what it would take to have an EMP attack. Wouldn't take much at all uh, for what's happening here. Um, and now bring me back now. I, I want you to speak to listeners about what you, you've been able to uncover some things. You've done some investigation. I, I just want people to hear. I've had about five, six reports in the past, oh, 48 hours from different people about this uh, unusual activity is the best way I would describe it, Steve, about military equipment all over the country. Um, let me not just speak hypotheticals, but give you the ball and tell us what you've been able to uncover so far, uh, verbatim, bing, 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 like, where are they at? What are they seeing? What, what's the story? Well, you know, there was one uh, tweeter who just happened to mention that he saw uh, some military tanks in Idaho Falls. And um, this guy was amazed at how uh, incredible a response he got of some three million uh, followers or something like that. But what people are suddenly reporting is that um, this, you know, it's a subtle change in military uh, activity. And I don't want to call it anything more than that. But they're finding that, for example, military convoys in South Carolina, there's been uh, um, military helicopters flying over Marin County, California, uh, and other places in Pennsylvania, Baker City, California, San Diego, California. Um, even here where I reside in Arizona, just north of Phoenix a ways, um, I recently have myself seen Apache helicopters uh, flying back and forth um, and you wonder, well, what what's this all about? Because this is not typical. I, I mentioned uh, earlier to you that um, I in my flying career, uh, when I flew, for example, in uh, the fighters uh, with the Idaho Air National Guard, we would go out to our military operating areas, the MOAs, and do air combat, basic fighter maneuvers. You know, you we do uh, practice our maneuvers and so forth. Uh, but it was very routine. And all of a sudden, uh, all these people are reporting increase in military activity, but uh, ironically, in civilian populations, in the cities, on the main streets and so forth. And so everybody's kind of just saying, well, what's this all about? We, we have no idea. And, you know, I don't I don't want us to get into some new conspiracy theories, especially because all the theories have proven to be actual conspiracies. But mm, uh, right. we are definitely living in dangerous times. And the threat uh, from our own government is real. And we have to acknowledge that. Right. They, well, that was the whole point of the opening uh, conversation, actually. Um, I want to uh, ask you in turn and pivot, uh, Steve, to the um, 
the Trump trial date being moved. Now, I've heard people say that this speedy <clears throat> trial and the judge doing this was that she would still like, like it would take her a long time. The trial would be a long, drawn out affair, and there would be a lot of motions and move, move, they'd be moving the dates. And in other words, this thing would push way out. But I had a different feeling and a different sense about the urgency of pushing this trial on, in, in an unprecedented way to just less than two months away. Um, and that was that they're trying to get Trump out of the, I feel they're trying to get him out of the picture now. And I said, actually to that, to the listeners, now that I think about it up front in the broadcast for the first time, I can actually see uh, visualize, which I could not before now where they're trying to go for the kill and make sure that this guy is in a prison suit soon so they can in other words remove that cancer from their uh, communist uh, utopia they're trying to achieve what do you say about that date move and what do you think about what i say there well first of all uh, the federal florida judge aileen cannon who you mentioned earlier is a trump appointee so my first question is who is aileen cannon which side is she on because uh it's it's absolutely certain that swift justice does not take place in America anymore. It just doesn't happen. I mean, my case uh, against the Oregon Medical Board has been tied up for years already, and I expect it to go on, even though right now it's in uh, Oregon Supreme Court. Um, but what we see with Aileen Cannon is that she has actually made this happen. So we've got a July or excuse me, August 14th uh, trial date. Right. And from what I've been reading, legal experts are anticipating delays, but they're saying that the delays are primarily going to come from Trump's legal team, which kind of supports your theory that this is probably uh, going to be something that they're pushing through. Because let's face it, if they can get President Trump into a prison, anything can happen to him. And there's no doubt in my mind that they would gladly assassinate President Trump if there was any way possible they could do it. If they could pay a madman to do it, I think they, they would gladly do that because he is the greatest threat uh, to the deep state and to the communist regime that now runs our country. Well, you know, surely, Steve, a government agency wouldn't do that. The CIA would never do that, right? Of course not. Of exactly course not. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, how good are Trump's attorneys going to be at delaying things? I don't know. But we do know that, you know, we've been told that the pretrial motions must be uh, filed by July 24th. Wow. So I think this is going to begin a sequence of some delays. But let's remember also that timing is everything. We've got the, the primaries coming up soon. And uh, this is all, I believe, uh, as David Tice said, this is going to be tied into the 2024 election. Um, I firmly believe that they do not want an election to take place. And when I say that, I define election by a literal free election uh, without disruption, without interference. I just don't think that. Which is, is what David said as well, which surprised me. He said that I've not heard him say that before, Yovano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think the evidence is on the wall. The writing's on the wall. And we have to take a look carefully uh, at what we're seeing and what it means. We need to interpret it correctly. Yeah, that's well, well said. That is great advice, Steve, right there, man. Uh, that's it's every, everybody step back and listen to what uh, he puts out there, what Steve says. He's so right. 
Uh, we can't be irrational and all of that. That's not what we're suggesting here. It's to stay knowledgeable and uh, connected, I think, is so important here. I, I think this is also important that, uh, you know, we've been here seven years now, America Out Loud. We've been on the front lines. We've been through the whole COVID exercise. We've been through so much together, friends, so much. You know, I don't ask much of people. I don't, and I certainly don't ask of anything from anyone that I wouldn't ask of myself. I've always been that kind of person in my life. I only ask of people what I would contribute myself or do myself. I just think it's reasonable to do that. But I'm asking you to please get behind the stories and the messaging that are so vital with the people, uh, the expertise on America Out Loud. We need you to push this messaging out there. We have to pull more people into these conversations. It's critically important right now that we reach more people, that we reach more Democrats, we reach independents and moderates, and we reach people that love their life. They love their freedom. They love their liberty, their justice. They love America. They don't want it to cease and desist. They they want this beautiful experiment, this paradise to continue onward. That is our fight that God commands us to do, is to fight for good. That is that is absolutely. Is that not right, Steve? That is absolutely true. There There is so much evidence to that in Scripture. Now, we are told to hate evil. We are told to resist evil, fight it, and uh, defend those who cannot defend themselves. That is what it means to be one nation under God. Yeah, I wanted. I just wanted to get that in there. I knew. I knew Steve would have it so eloquent there and put it out there. Um, friends, that is the story here today. It is. Uh, we have all lost trust in the United States government and America's future. We need to secure it back, and we need to fight for all of this. Uh, thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.